I thank you, Father, that you're so faithful to us in every circumstance. You're faithful. You're faithful to your girls, Lord God. You love your girls. And I thank you for these ladies, Lord God. I thank you that you've brought them here, Lord God, to hear the word of God from another faithful daughter, Lord God. Father, I thank you for their ears to be open and their eyes to be bright and they'll see the glory of God. I thank you that they're filled with your spirit and walking in all you have for them, Lord. I thank you for Rubia, Lord. You've brought her out of darkness into light. You've crowned her with glory and made her all that you've called her to be, Lord God. So we thank you for bringing her to here today, Lord. And let her, to her minister to us, Lord God. Father, we lift her up and we thank you for the words that you'll put in her mouth, that they'll speak to our hearts, Lord God, and we'll carry them home to our families, Lord. I thank you, Father, for this beautiful woman of God. Father, her past is past and her future is bright. And I thank you for it. Father, I thank you. For those of you who don't know who I am, I'm Jan Goodwin. I've been made the ladies pastor in this house. And I cherish each one of you. You can't even imagine. Yeah. And I thank you for being here today. Because I care about each one of you. You're more than you know. You're more than you could ever imagine. And Jesus wants to touch you today. And fulfill your life. Bring you into everything he has for you. So right now, I give you Robia Scott. <laughs> First of all, Jan, you have such a heart. Oh my goodness. I just feel that your heart of love is going to be a healing balm to so many ladies in this church and men too, and families. God has positioned you in this ordained position. Mm. You just have the love of a mama, the love of a grandma, the love of a nana. Whew. Gosh, I just pray that each of us, me here, I'm only a visitor, but I just want to open to receive the outpouring of the love you have. For this house. Mm. Your heart, your heart, your heart, your heart, your heart. Your heart is a healing balm to this house. Many little girls of all ages, many of us little girls of all ages, will know the love of a mama by being close to you, by being in your presence, by opening up our mouths like little baby birds and allowing you to pour out into us, to nourish us with the heart of the mama, the heart of the father, but the heart of the father in the way of the mama. Ooh, I thank you, Father. It's released over this house in Jesus' mighty name.
ordained for such a time as this. I know you've probably been in position of ministry, but this is a very ordained season of your life. Isn't it awesome how our latter will be better than our former? When people, some people think in the world, oh, I'm slowing down. God's just vroom, 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 veering you. He's revving you up. You're stepping into full throttle, full gear into what he's called you for the kingdom. Ooh, hallelujah. Where's the worship team? All right, there's three of the, and I know my other gals out there. She, where's her? Bring her into the worship if she wants to hear. Yeah, I'm going to speak to the four ladies. I feel like the Lord wants you to know that you each bring a valuable piece to the team. I don't know if you're regular worshipers or just for today, I don't know. But I just felt the Lord saying that this is not a platform of comparison, that you have different giftings, different um, personalities and personas, but that you each are carriers of a piece that is about to do this in the church, about to do this. I feel for you right here. Um, have you, do you operate much in the prophetic? Okay. So look, do you pray in the spirit? Do you pray in tongues? Good. So I've, I felt like the Lord wants to, and this is for all of the, the team, but I feel especially that the Lord wants me to release something to you, and I believe it's going to impact the church. Um, he wants to really break you out of the box, and you too, and you too. He wants to break you out of the box. And I want to release in you a supernatural confidence and a boldness to let go now and to get off the page and to get on his page. And the thing is, his page isn't necessarily on the page, so you got to step out in faith. You got to step out in nothingness. I see you going into his place now, and I know your pastor, I believe he will open the door for this because I know this is a prophetic, anointed, spirit-filled house for you to find your way. Because as we know, prophetically, we have to find our way. We learn, right? We have to have room to be in our training wheels and you know, to be able to mess up or to find our way. We don't just go from zero to 100. But I feel that, you, that you're gonna start to, in the moment, uh, I heard the scripture about what, um, what you hear in secret, you'll release from the rooftops. So I believe in your worship team, you're going to start to see a different flow in this house on Sunday mornings as well, where there'll be moments where there's a waiting. And you're going to hear directly from heaven, directly from heaven, what he wants you to say. And it's not necessarily going to tie into the hook of the song. Do you know what I'm saying? It's going to step a little further outside of that comfort zone. And you're going to wait and you're going to hear. And there's going to be a rhythm and a flow. And God's going to put it on the page. And you're going to step into that page. And you're going to release something over the house. And then the house will join you. And, and when you guys do this as a worship team, you're going to start seeing steps. Level to level to level to level because there's a, an anointing that's going to be ushered into this house because God's saying, I hear steps. I hear this house going up to higher steps and the worship team is the one that's going to shift the anointing and actually really paint the stairway in the spirit so that the body can start to step up. Yes, are you guys with me? Do you see that? Do you feel that? Do you feel the anointing on that? So I release a, just a supernatural boldness over you uh, and a confidence to wait on him, to hear, to find what he's saying in the moment. I also heard in worship that you're a pawn, and I wish I'd had my phone because I wanted to look up a little bit of a pawn in a chess game, and, but I feel like you're, you're a key player. You know, you're a player, and he's going to position you in places to do what he wants to do in the kingdom. So, you know, go with the flow. Be a 
upon. Let him move your peace where he wants to move you. And all you need to know, dear beautiful girl, is to have the confidence. I just feel there's been an assault on your confidence. There's been some condemnation. And it's because you have such a good heart that you want to be right. You want to make sure you're right. But you know what? For, throw all that out the window. You are right. Who you are is right. <laughs> so who you are is right. So I feel like a little mama to you, that the Lord wanted me to, you know, kind of release you, open up your cage a little bit and release you. So I just release that prophetically now that you're out of the box, you're out of the cage, and now you have wings. I just release you and give you permission as a mama bird for you to soar now, and you can go up into the heavens and start to find as a songbird what the Lord wants to release, because it's obvious that he's given you a gift. The anointing's all over you. You have a powerful voice and a powerful gift, but watch it start to just explode. Watch it start to explode and watch this whole house start to go up the ladder in the anointing. More miracles, more signs and wonders, but it begins with a worship team. Amen. Hallelujah. It's so nice to be in a a house that has this anointing because I don't always find this. (laughs) So I'm going to go outside of the box. Is that okay? You know, I don't want to do a little thing. I just want to let the spirit move. I believe that the Lord wants to move so beautifully today. And each and every one of you that God wants to speak something. So grab onto it. Sometimes it's a corporate word or even if it's a specific word to one person, you think, oh, God's not talking to me. But he brought all of us here for an ordained time. So if what's being released corporately, there's little nuggets for each of us in it. So you grab on. There'll be things that resonate for you and you grab on. I believe that the ladies here today, this is a hungry group, (laughs) that this is a hungry group and those that hunger and thirst will be filled. I know for me right now, I'm in a season that God's just making me more hungry and stepping me outside of the formulaic way so that I can go higher. And I believe he wants me to release that over you guys. It's time to go higher. We're a a body, we're a women now that it's time to go higher. It's time to go higher. And when the worship team was singing faithful, faithful, he is faithful, I heard the spirit of the Lord say, you have no idea. I heard him say to me, you have no idea. And it's good. It wasn't a correction, but I feel like, you know, I've been maybe operating in this level of faith and there's things that we believe for, but I was drawn to this over here. Faith takes you where you have never been. And I feel like we're in a season for those that are hungry, for those that have eyes to see and ears to hear, that God wants us to start kind of pressing into the faith, kind of putting a demand on the faith to start to go into places we've never been. The time of sort of calling him down, oh Lord, come down. I feel like God's like, come up. Do you hear what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay, I'm just going to go out there because I have to just go with the spirit. I feel like it's a time of visitation. I think it's a time of spiritual eyes being opened. I think it's a time for encounters and face-to-face. Really just tremendous experience with God that's outside of our regular you know, routine, but it's places we've never been. Places we've never been. We're stepping into a new era. Do you feel that? Do you feel that? We've been in an incredible season of transition. It's been incredible. 
Um, and what the Lord was showing me, there's a lot of things shaking, a lot of change on the outside, but now I feel like he's going into some deep internal change. He's changing mindsets. He's opening and breaking limitations so we can start to step into a realm uh, and start to desire a realm maybe that we haven't even been fully desiring. Right? Are you with me? So, Father, I thank you, Lord. I'm a little hungry bird, Father God, and I want to go higher. I thank you, God, that faith will take me and all the ladies here where we have never been. I want to go where I've never been. I want to go where I've never been. I'm just going to keep flowing in the spirit because this is what I'm sensing. Did anyone see who has young kids? I have an eight-year-old daughter. So if you have a young child, you've probably seen Aladdin. Did anyone see Aladdin, the new release of Aladdin? Okay. If you didn't see it, when it comes out on video, watch it. Because the Spirit of the Lord spoke to me when the song, and you probably know this, A Whole New World, and she was on the carpet, and the boy was singing, I'm going to show you a whole new world, but this is the Lord speaking to us right now. I'm going to show you a whole new world. <laughs> a whole new world. Woo. Father, I thank you, Lord, that the shackles of religiosity, the shackles of condemnation, uh, of fear, of trepidation, even that we might feel like we're stepping into realms like new agey realms. No, 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 no. A lot of this stuff is real, but the new age stole it and they're doing it through the wrong channel. See, they're doing a lot of this stuff through the wrong gate. You don't want to go through any gate because there's only one way. <laughs> Ooh, do you hear what I'm saying? Are you guys with me? There's a realm now that God wants to take us into. I thank you, Father. We're hungry for it. We're, a, we're a, a people that are hungry. So Holy Spirit, have your way today. I'm willing to go outside of the box. I'm willing to wait on you and get out of my comfort zone and uh, just go with the flow and go the way you want to go. Open my ear that I could hear what's needed to release to these women today. I thank you that angels are encamped all around the room. And even as the words going forth that you're touching ladies in their hearts, you're touching them in their minds, generational strongholds are being loosed, uh, a vice grip of depression and torment, even headaches and migraine headaches. Right now, if you suffer from migraine headaches, just put your hand up. If you suffer from migraine headaches, okay, here we go. Ooh, break that now in Jesus' mighty name. That vice grip, that lie, that vice grip of infirmity, that vice grip of the enemy, go now in Jesus' name. You're a liar. Break off, break off now. Go, go, go. Break off, no more. That's it. This is big time for you. That's it. Go, let it go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, no more, no more. That generational stronghold that's come in through the family line, through perversion and other things that have been way up the family line, through worship of wrong gods. I break that. I break that. I break that. I break that. I break that in Jesus' mighty name. Even Santa Maria and different kinds of religion and things that have been on your family line that have opened doors, that's breaking now in the mighty name of Jesus. Loose her now. Open her eyes. That pressure behind the eyes, that darkness. Even seeing dark things, even seeing darkness sometimes, that's because you have a gift of discernment. But I thank you, Father, where she's seen darkness also open her eyes to see the light and to see the angels and to see your glory and your kingdom never again never again the same that pain that incredible pain breaking now in Jesus mighty name those migraines are going Ooh, angels touch her touch her touch touch the ladies that need that release 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 whoo 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 thank you come to set the captives free never the same 
Ooh, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for purification, for your healing balm going all through the body right now, healing what needs to be healed. I just speak against every negative report that's been spoken over you by a doctor, every negative report about your body, about your health, about curses on your womb. We break that now in Jesus' name. Every generational thing on your family line, curses on, your, on the womb, uh, childbearing, all issues in the reproductive organs broken now in Jesus' name. Ooh, you're about to bloom like that flower on your shirt. Ooh, uh, open her, open her, Father, open her in every way. Open her body, open her reproductive organs, Open her mind. Open her eyes to see. Hoo, hoo, light, light, light. Flutter with light. Light, 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 light. Everything that's been crooked being made straight right now. Even cycles coming into order. Everything that's been off and crooked being made straight. All darkness from the past being washed away. Those doors are all closing now. All closing now in Jesus' name. I thank you, Father. Any involvement in darkness in the past is being loose now. Hura hasanda reheneisa. Hura ha Hallelujah. Ooh, is this okay, guys? Is this okay that we flow like this? This is like a life, this is a life-changing moment in her life. And you know what? What God does from one of us, he does for all of us. So if one is gonna get a major breakthrough, literally a life-changing moment, if God brought me just for her, then we're all taking a step up higher. Ooh. Mm. Ooh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Father, for your ladies. Thank you, Lord. Ooh, do we teach a little? Where do we go, Holy Spirit? Where do we go? Oh, lead the way. You are the way, the truth, and the life. Lead us, Lord. Lead us higher. Ooh, break off the shackles of religiosity. Break off the shackles of limitation off of our minds. Break off the shackles of limitation. Thank you, Father, for your word. Thank you, God, for your word and your spirit, your word and your spirit. I pray for each of us just a perfect union of word and spirit, word and spirit, word and spirit. Thank you, angels, that you're encamped all around the room doing a work, doing a work. Ooh, mighty warrior soldiers, mighty warrior soldiers. Uh, you brought us together, Father, for this ordained time. And you know what? We're outside of time. Just gonna go there, y'all. We're not. We're, I'm just gonna go there. We're not under the rules of this earth. We're outside of time. So right now, in a, in a no time, that is this time, and in a heavenly time, that is this time, all of us, beautiful sisters, some of us know each other, some of us don't. There's a, a reuniting in this family to be brought together to go higher together. Whew. And there's mighty angels, mighty warriors right now that have called us for this moment in time, which is no time, to, to loose things for all of us, me included. To I feel like warrior angels are, are here doing some things in the spirit, preparing the way, Whew, preparing the way, preparing the way, clearing the way right now, clearing the way for each of us to go uh, on a path that God's ordained for us for this next season. And the angels know my path is different than your path. Your path is different than her path, but each of us. And, and, and there are angels right now, big angels along the front. I feel like they're doing something in the spirit realm where they're, it's like they're clearing the way now for us to move forward a little bit more unencumbered. Whew, thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, my God. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father. What's taking place in the spirit realm? Some of us might not even be able to comprehend it with our minds. Well, what happened? I don't know. Guess what? We don't have to know. 
It's just, you're just going to feel different. You're going to sense an ease now as you move forward. Places where there's been roadblocks, places where there's been financial blocks. There's, I feel an opening, especially on this side of the room over here with financial blocks. I feel like there's been some financial blocks and, and some, just some things need to be opened. Some things need to just release now. Whew. This is my favorite thing to do, to be in the spirit like this, my favorite. <laughs> Lord, I pray that the whole church would start to come up now. Not this church, but the church would come up now where we can get out of our, our formulaic box and start to really see what you want to do and what you want to say each time the, we, the body gathers. Ooh, 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 ooh. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, unplanned. It is, a, it is a word in season, unplanned, because that's how it's going to start to look in the body of Christ, if you'll yield to it. If you'll yield to it, it'll be completely unplanned. Because I have a plan. I do have a plan, says the Lord. Get on my page. I love that, what was spoken over you. We have to get off the page of the plan. You know, be, now, does God love structure? Yes. Don't hear me. Hear what I'm saying. Don't misconstrue. It's not just a crazy, chaotic. He likes order and structure. But there's a place from the page that we can use that as a springboard out into the faith. And that's even for the worship team. There's a place in the song that you can use that as a springboard. The song, the hook, the chorus, that can be a springboard whew, to find something new. Fresh manna from heaven, a fresh word from heaven in the moment to release to the body of Christ. Ooh, old things are passing away. All things are becoming new. I thank you as a pioneer and a forerunner in the body. I just release in the spirit realm all over the nation. I feel like God wants me to just release that it's time to breathe something new, that old things and old tradition of man is falling away. I pray, Father, that this church would be on the front lines and on the forefront of just a new thing, a fresh new way that you would help them find it in Jesus' mighty name. And those that are here from other churches would carry it, carry it back, even take this word, take this recording and carry this back, play it for your worship team, play it for your, your house. Hopefully, I pray that they have eyes to see and ears to hear what the Spirit is releasing to us, the church, in this time and season in Jesus' mighty name name. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. 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 And we're done. Thanks for coming out. <laughs> All right. I'm going to teach just for a few minutes. Does that sound good? I want to listen to this again because there's some good nuggets in here. How are you feeling? Did you just feel just whew, the light all over you? Like a cleansing was taking place? Tingling all down your hands. Did you feel something break? Yeah. You've had a headache for four days. Is it gone? Completely gone? Let's talk after. I want to share a couple things with you after. Whew, God is good. God is good. Okay. Oh, my goodness. All right. I, th I think we're definitely going to just flow in the spirit a little today, but I'll just share a couple things with you. Um, yeah, I don't really want to talk too much about the movie. <laughs> We're not going to talk about that too much. Where are we going to go, Lord? Where are we going to go? Where are we going to go? What's the page that you want to go on today? Oh, yeah, let me share just a, a few minutes of, of some of my transformation and what God's done in my life in the last 20 years. <laughs> 
And I believe there's some keys in there and some nuggets to share with you that God wants to impart to you to take you into some new realms of healing. I do, I, I, I have a ministry, I have a, a few different veins that I love to go. I love soul healing. I love Third John 2, beloved, I pray that you prosper. I um, uh, pray that you are in health and prosper even as your soul prospers. So, you know, to the degree that we prosper in our soul, which is our mind, will, and our emotions, is the degree to which we prosper in our lives. So I'm big on areas of the soul, but then I also love areas of the spirit. (laughs) Understanding warfare, understanding the power of the anointing, uh, the baptism of the Holy Spirit and praying in tongues. And when we meld all of those things together, because some of the things that we get afflicted with are spiritual, and some of the things are in our soul. So when we can go in both areas, then we come into the wholeness. Because that's what I love more than anything, whole. I want to be whole. I want the promises that I see in the Bible for me, and I want them for people that I'm ministering to. When I came into the Lord, I was a mess, but I started seeing things in the Bible, and I said, God, if you can do this for any person, I want you to do it for me. I'm not going to be a Christian for 40 and 50 years and be living just like the world. I want freedom. I want healing. I want peace. I I don't want to just say, you know, peace, joy, and righteousness in the Lord. I don't want to do any of that ridiculousness. I don't want to play that little game. I want to live it. I want to own it. Am I totally, like, free and delivered in every way? No, because I'm on earth, right? Right? I'm on earth, just like all of us, and it's a process. But I am so different than I was 10 years ago, so different than I was five years ago. And I feel like I'm on the precipice to step into a whole new me in about real right here. It's so it's coming so close because God's taken us to places we've never been, right? So we're on an we're in an exciting time, an exciting journey. Um so let's see. Uh, some of you might recognize me from the movie Unplanned. Usually when I go a place to speak and they see me and I played the face of uh, you know, Planned Parenthood and my character was so dark, they're a little scared to have me minister to them. <laughs> but as you can see, that's not who I really am. I'm a woman in the anointing and that's what I love more than anything. And to be in a house like this, I can really let go because you can't always do this quite everywhere, right? But you can feel that the atmosphere has been, the soil's been tilled here, so we can go a little bit deeper. Um, I actually retired from acting. Uh, I did that when I was a young girl. I saw the movie Flashdance. Do you guys remember Flashdance? Okay, so that movie impacted my life. I was a little girl who danced around the house, and then I saw the movie Flashdance, and I thought, oh my gosh, I could actually do this for a living. So I did. I went out and got a big old perm so I could look like the actress. Remember the 80s? Come on. (laughs) Who had the big old perm? Don't I look like Jennifer Beals there? Okay, show them the really scary hair picture. Oh dear, whoa, doing a dance performance. Look at how tight those curls were. <laughs> so I, I went professional, uh, did that for many years until I was discovered by Prince in the 90s for his album Diamonds and Pearls. Show you that pic. Do you remember that, the two girls? So that's me on the left in the 90s. Uh, which was an incredible. I was 20, 20, I think, traveling the world with Prince, dancing in front of 60,000 people at a time. It's awesome. Uh, retired from dance after that, started acting, did shows. Um, I'm most known for Buffy the Vampire Slayer, if you remember that. And there's me. I was, that was my love interest, Giles, and that's Buffy. So I was on that show for a couple years. And then it was during that time that I really started seeking God and uh, seeking the deeper things of God. So um, let's see. 
I really was the epitome of success. I mean, I was in my 20s and living the dream, doing everything that people strive to do their whole lives. But um, the image that I was portraying of very confident and very successful was different than where I was living on the inside because I was not walking with God. So I was fearful, anxious, tormented, chain smoker, loved them and hated them. Anyone who's ever smoked or does smoke knows they're your best friend and they're your worst enemy, right? So I was addicted and I could not break that stronghold of cigarettes. But the thing I was really in bondage to the most was my relationship with food. And you would never know it by looking at me because I've always been thin, I've never been overweight. But it just goes to show you, you know, looks can be deceiving because it doesn't matter how you look on the outside when you're struggling on the inside, that is not peace and freedom. So I looked super thin. I'm sure I had many women who wanted to emulate what I was portraying. But inside I was obsessed, what I would eat, what I wouldn't eat. I'd go to bed at night and I'd plan out my menu the whole next day of what I was gonna eat. I would starve myself, then I would binge and throw up and it was just, you know, I got really caught in this cycle of my body. You know, being a dancer, being an actress, being a woman. <laughs> it's, it's all, it goes everywhere. Um, so, you know, cigarettes and the issue with food was driving me into find some answers. So I started seeking God uh, I was in Southern California, which is where I still am. I'm from Orange County, California. And so when you're seeking God in Los Angeles, you do not bump right into Jesus. <laughs> no. No. You bump into everything but Jesus. So the New Age movement was super prevalent there and, you know, spirituality and all those things. So I started kind of getting into spirituality, but I was still chain smoking, still overeating. And uh, I was reading a ton of self-help books, you know, self-help which I didn't realize till later is a complete oxymoron because yourself is the problem. And then in self-help, you're looking to yourself that caused the problem to try to get you out of the problem that yourself caused. If yourself knew what the heck it was doing, you wouldn't be in that place in the first place, right? So later, once I became a Christian, I found a quote by Einstein and he says this, no problem can be solved by the same level of consciousness that created it. You need a higher consciousness, a higher intelligence to solve the problem of a lower intelligence, us. <laughs> so I had people minister to me about Christianity and I was open somewhat because I knew my self-help, new agey things weren't working. And I believed if I found God in a real way, if I really found him, he'd start to help set me free. I just knew that if I could connect with him in the right way. So I was a little open to Christianity, but to be honest with you, I don't come from a Christian line. And, you know, I'm from Hollywood, and you know how Hollywood portrays Christianity. And then, you know, so I, yeah, yikes. And then I would look at Christian TV, and then sometimes you know how Christian TV portrays Christianity. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> so I didn't see a whole lot that I wanted to emulate as I was looking. And I had that religious mindset idea. You know, you can be not in religion, but be totally religious. So I had that idea that, you know, being born again was, you know, having big blonde hair and wearing a lot of mascara and I'd have to, you know, sell everything and move to Africa and sleep on dirt and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And I, I didn't want to do any of that. And I couldn't wear cute shoes. I love shoes. I'm not wearing shoes right now, which is unusual, but I felt like the Lord just wanted me on the ground with him. <laughs> but I usually like to minister in my high cute shoes. So, uh, <laughs> so 
you know, God knew my heart and he knew I believed in him and he's so faithful. The Bible says that when we seek with a sincere heart, he will reveal himself. So I was crying out to God and and he was wooing me and started to pursue me. and, And the Bible says that he speaks in various ways and obscure ways. So when we have ears to hear, he'll speak through the Bible, he'll speak through a a pastor, but he'll speak through a bumper sticker, he'll speak through a license plate, you know, you're thinking something and then the license plate right in front of you is exactly God talking to you, right? He'll speak through secular music, he'll speak through anything and everything if you're listening. So I said, God, start to speak to me about Jesus. You know I love you, but I don't get the one way. How can there only be one way? Just start, you know, is Jesus going to take away my personality? Am I going to be all vanilla and bland if I become? a born-again Christian? You know, am I going to be that lady? And so one day I find an article, I'm just reading a magazine, and it's about Michelangelo, who sculpted David, painted the Sistine Chapel. And in this article, so cool, it says that when Michelangelo went to sculpt, he didn't try to create a masterpiece. He would stand in front of a big piece of marble, and he would actually see the finished work inside the marble. And all he would do, he wouldn't try to make it. He would, all he would do is chip away at the excess that was keeping it from being the masterpiece that it already was. And when I read that, the Spirit of the Lord spoke to me right away. I wasn't even in the Lord yet, but the Spirit of the Lord spoke to me and he said, that's who I am. I'm not going to take away your personality. I'm not going to take away your fun. But if you'll let me, I'm the master artist. (laughs) And I'll just chisel away at the excess. I'll chisel away at the bondages, the fears, the cigarettes, the issues that you have. I'll just chip away at everything that's blocking you and holding you in that marble so that I can release you into the masterpiece that I called you to be. And even Michelangelo has a quote that says, I saw the angel in the marble and I carved until I set him free. (laughs) Isn't that gorgeous? So that's what God's doing with us. And that's what God wanted to do with me. He saw the angel and he just wanted to set me free. So, whew. So little by little, I have all sorts of stories where God just started wooing me. Some things were funny, some things were impactful, but he got me into a church and I wound up going uh, to a town uh, called Inglewood in California and it was all a big church, Kenneth Ulmer. I don't know if any of you know Kenneth Ulmer. Um, All African-American, about 2,000 African-American people in the church and then my little head sticking out. But I'm telling you, this church was so on fire. This church was so full of the spirit. It was just so awesome. I was like, I'm home. These are my people. Like, I feel like this is my, this is my family. So I got saved there at that church and started growing in the things of the Lord. And, uh, but I'll tell you this. Right away, I started, I was in a real spirit-filled church, which was awesome. I was in that church for a minute, and then the Lord moved me to a spirit-filled church right near my house. And I got baptized in the Holy Spirit. I was moving in the things of the Spirit. It was incredible. But my area with food got worse. And during this time, the first year of my Christianity, my food, um, the bulimia, got worse. So I thought, God, what is going on here? I'm a Christian now. Isn't everything just supposed to get better? So I started reading the Bible. Finally, you know, I was reading all the self-help books. God said, you know, I actually wrote a book. You might, might want to check out the book I wrote because I read every book about growth and spirituality and many lives and all these things. And God's like, doo-hoo, over here. 
I have a book. It has answers that you're looking for. So he started talking to me in the book about John 10, 10, you know, the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And, and the Lord said very clearly, you know, now you're on your path of destiny. Now you're in the kingdom. Don't think the enemy is just going to back off. He's going to turn up the heat now. The enemy tries to kill, steal, and destroy from everyone. But now that you're on a mission for your purpose, which we all are, right? We have an ordained destiny and purpose. You know the enemy is going to turn up the heat. And this is what he said to me, and this is in Hebrews. We have to, we have to go after those vulnerable places. You know, we have vulnerable places in us. The Bible says uh, feeble knees and weak arms. We have weak places in us. So the Lord said, your weaknesses are the area that the enemy is going to target to take you out. So you can't just be all lackadaisical now. You need to be focused. And then he led me to a scripture, Psalm 18, 37. It says, I pursued my enemies and overtook them. I did not turn back until they were destroyed. And the Lord said, let's go. <laughs> You know, we're not out there looking for a spiritual fight, but he's like, let's go after these enemies that are trying to take you out. Let's pursue them and overtake them until they're destroyed so you can move forward in the destiny that I have for you. So I started crying out to God. I said, okay, God, let's go. Talk to me. What is up with my food problem? And right away, the Lord started speaking to me. He said, food is not your problem. He said, you're simply using food as a counterfeit comforter. I had never heard that phrase before, never heard it preached. I knew God was speaking to me. And then, of course, he showed me in the Bible, the Holy Spirit is the real comforter. But I was using food as the counterfeit comforter. So God was saying, that's why when you try to fix your food from this, you know, the food problem is just a symptom to the real problem. The food problem is a fruit of an unhealthy root. That's why food's not your problem. But when you try to deal with it on the fruit level, try to diet and all this, you try to do all this stuff up here, he said, you might get temporary results, but then you're never actually dealing with the root. And that's why we see people in any kind of addiction, when they deal with it up at the fruit, they just transfer addictions. It's well known in AA and all sorts of programs. There's a lot of transference of addiction because we're not dealing with the root. So God said, food is not your problem. But if you'll let me into those roots, those roots, what could our roots be? Divorce, abandonment, abuse, rejection, not knowing how to process feelings. Because when are we taught that? Not at home, not at school, a lot of times not at church, not anywhere. We're not taught. And then sometimes even in our faith movement, we can be so full of faith, but we're not taught how to deal with our feelings. And then we think feelings are the enemy of faith, which they can be. We don't walk by feelings, but we can't deny our feelings because feelings are an incredible gift from God to go ding, ding, ding. When you're having a strong emotional reaction to something, God wants to use that to go down deep and do a healing in you. But we're trained as a culture to push away from our feelings to alleviate. Now we're more trained than ever to be looking at social media and to be completely disconnected with ourselves at all times. And God spoke to me and he said, the feelings you're not dealing with are dealing with you. You might think we're not dealing with feelings, but the feelings we're not dealing with, they will drive us to food, to alcohol, to cigarettes, to relationships outside of marriage, to shopping, and look, not all of these things are bad. Shopping is not bad. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> but you know when you've had those moments online when you're doing things you don't need to be doing with the shopping. 
or you go out the mall, you come back and you've got bags and you just leave them there and they, the clothes just sit in there and you don't even hang them up because, you, you know, it has nothing to do with wanting a new outfit and all that. God's, all, God's cool with all of that. God is not religious. He, he knows, he made us to want to be beautiful. Hello, that's not prideful. He made us to be beautiful women and to be beautiful and to look, be, like, that's okay. It's not that any of these things are bad, but he doesn't want us to be in bondage to anything. We can have all the clothes we're not in bondage to. We can have all the food we're not in bondage to. Now, some counterfeits are completely destructive, drugs and things like that. Those are never good. But a lot of counterfeits, food is a blessing from God. Food is a gift on this earth. But see how the enemy perverts it? And most of us women have issues with food. So here's a beautiful gift from God. We have women who are so fearful of food that they can't even eat. Or every time they eat, they're tormented. Most of us look in the mirror and have a completely perverted view of how we look. Most of us inside our minds are constantly thinking about our physical image and feeling condemned about how we look. Or we have this unhealthy relationship with food, that we're using food for things it doesn't really meant to be used for. Right? So God wants to do a work. And part of that work is going into those roots. So counterfeit comforts, they can be all sorts of things. So God spoke to me and he said, if you'll allow me, I will teach you how to transfer the dependence from the counterfeit onto the true comforter, and then your food problem will just take care of itself. And I am so glad to be out of that eating disorder cycle. Now, do I still have some food? Yeah, I mean, I'm a woman. I want to look good. I still have some things. But I'm not tormented by food. There's no foods that are off limits. I can't eat that. I'm not like in this crazy restrictive, like I have to weigh everything that goes into my mouth. You know, there's no eating disorders. There's just a pretty healthy relationship with food. Praise God. Praise God. And God wants that for all of us. Because look, we have a lot more to do on this earth in terms of being wives and moms and ushers of the spirit and mamas that release the love of God in our workplace and in our home and in our church. And we have songs to write and we have books to write and we have music to release and we have a lot to do. We can't have the enemy all having us wrapped up and tormented our whole lives with food and cigarettes and stupid stuff. We've got a calling, ladies. Let's get on with this thing. We've got a world to influence. So what God said to me is instead of what I'm being, I, I, he wanted to give me, and now I'm giving you tools to overcome what the world is being overcome by. And even what a lot of the church is being overcome by. I don't want to just look like the world, right? Okay, so he took me through a whole process, and there's no way I could share it all because it's so intricate, and I'm a teacher, so I love to give you all the little blocks. But I wrote the book, Counterfeit Comforts. So it's in here. I encourage you, if what I'm saying right now is speaking to you, if there's areas that you want to get free from, if you want to learn how to connect with some of those roots, I take you all into that. And what I love the most as a teacher is I don't just kind of give you all the answers, like just do this, this, and this. These are all your answers. My thing that I'm most passionate about is that every believer hear God and hear God clearly and helping uh, believers get firsthand revelation. Because look, a part of all of our walk is secondhand revelation. Reading other people's books, listening to pastors, watching stuff online, that's great. But I don't know about you, but God's been speaking to me for at least a year now that me personally and the church is getting lazy on secondhand revelation. 
and we think our God time is listening to someone else do a teaching, right? And, he, and the Lord's like, no, a teaching is to springboard you into something that's available, and now you come with me, a whole new world. I want to take you. You know, counterfeit comforts, a counselor didn't tell me that. God told me that. And God wants to tell you things about you that I can't tell you, and a counselor can't tell you, and a pastor can't tell you. And so I love to teach people how to get into the place where they, where you have firsthand revelation, where, you, where God will start telling you, this is why you feel this way. This is why you react this way. This is what's going on in you. Here's a wound from your past. Now let me in there so I can touch you there and heal you there and release you there. And you're, you're just going to be different. You're going to start to heal. You're going to start to grow. You're going to start to change. Because truth, I love church, I love the word, I love all of that, but you can just listen to church sermons your whole life and there can be areas where you don't get into. We have to be purposeful with this stuff. And sometimes God loves us so much, the word will speak right to you and it'll like divide, right? It'll divide soul and spirit and it'll go right in and answer things. But can you imagine if we actually went in there and went to those places and said, okay, God, here I am. Here I am. So let me tell you this, this little story about my, uh, I think you'll like this one. So when I was a kid, my favorite TV show was The Bionic Woman. Jamie Summers, right? Loved it. Um, <laughs> so I would actually play The Bionic Woman with my friends. So we'd be outside and, you know, my friend would call me Robia and I would say, oh, wait, my bionic ear is picking up your sounds. And she'd say, come over here. And I would run in slow motion. Because remember how I did that in the show? And her hair would be blowing. So I love the bionic woman. Loved it. All right. So hold that for a minute. Now, let me tell you this. When I went through my healing process, and I still am going through levels of healing, but not as intense as this one season where God was doing a deep work in me, and it's something I talk about in the book, and I call it the on-the-floor ministry. Because there's a ministry time that you have sitting in your pew looking all cute with your nice heels, and then there's a ministry time you have at home where you're on the floor, and there's tissues, and there's nose running, and, <laughs> and you're not looking so cute, right? But you're going deep in the things of God. And, you know, you're opening yourself up. And, and I go through all of this, how the Lord told me, when you're kind of running for food, I want you to learn how to come to me and start to even figure out, what am I even feeling right now? What's going on with me? What, what got triggered in me? What's the rejection? What's the abandonment? Let me take you in there. And you've got to come into my presence. So there were so many times I'd lay on the floor and go, okay, God, here I am. You know, why did I react this way? Why am I feeling this way? Why do I want to go shove Oreos in my mouth? Or why did I just shove all, you know, why did I do that? Where am I? And the Holy Spirit is your counselor. He's your guide to lead you into all truth. He would show me things about my past. He would show me things about how I was wired because of my upbringing and, and say things to me about how we're going to change your wiring because this is what you think, but that's not right. We're going to change this. And then he, it was this whole cool internal work. But let me tell you, it's not always pretty. And sometimes it's really painful. And sometimes you get all funkier before you get better. You know, and people think, are you even in the Lord? Because you look a mess, Right? <laughs> Because he's doing a deep work. And I remember I was in this place where God was doing such a deep work. And, and I remember talking to some Christian friends about it. And I said, is God doing this with you? And God, is this happening? Or you feel like you're being turned inside out? And it was just the deer in the headlights. They didn't know what I was talking about. And I remember God said, he said, this is available to everyone, but not everyone's going to go there. But he loves when we're courageous because that's his job. He comes to set the captives free. But it's not just when we say, oh, I'm a Christian, praise the Lord. Yeah, he sets us free from eternal, you know, now we're in the kingdom. But there's a whole lot of layers and levels of freedom 
right? So, so one day I'm in my house and I'm laying on the floor and I just was in this place that I talk about in Counterfeit Comforts in my book where you're not the person you used to be, praise God, but you're not yet who you're gonna be. So you're in that weird abyss. I call it the abyss because it's dark and black and it's a transition and you feel like a blob and you don't know who you are and you don't know what you like and you don't even feel like yourself anymore, right? Right? People don't talk about this. People just think healing's all in an instant and it's not. Sometimes it is, but sometimes it's a very weird transition where you feel totally out of sorts and you just have to cling to the Father and know that He's taking you through, right? Because you don't even know up from down. You don't know what's going on. You just have to say, God, is this even you? And then He'll, he'll take you to scriptures. Yeah, everything that can be shaken will be shaken. So what remains cannot be shaken. Let me do my Holy Spirit shake. I'm doing something in you. So I was on the floor and I felt completely not like myself, like a blob of a person. I was spending a lot of time at home by myself on the floor. Everyone else is out doing life. And I'm like trying to become something in Christ, right? I'm in the hidden place and everyone's doing, and I'm on the floor crying. <laughs> but I'm actually moving ahead faster than everyone else, right? You hear what I'm saying? If you understand what's happening in the spirit realm, you're actually soaring ahead, but it doesn't look like it. Looks like you're falling behind. So I'm there, and I say, God, I'm such a blob. Are you gonna leave me like this? Am I gonna get to the promised land? Am I gonna get to the other side? I mean, what can you possibly do with me? And I'm laying there crying and I hear in my spirit, we can rebuild her. We have the technology. If you don't know, that's from the Bionic Woman. <laughs> that was the theme. I hadn't thought about that show in 20 years. We can rebuild her. We have the technology. And then the Lord said, we, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, we, the heavenly hosts, this is what we do. This is our job. We are a people, a body of, of restoration. We can rebuild you. We have the technology. <laughs> so ladies, this stuff is so real. This stuff is so real. And, and I have been feeling that this is a season now where healing is in layers and levels, right? And I feel like God's taking us into deeper layers right now and deeper levels because he wants to release us into higher places. And when we are wounded, we often act and react from places of wounding. And it's not that God's judging us for that, but it keeps us in a certain level. And so the Lord's been saying to me, it's time to kind of grow out of those childish ways do you know what I'm saying? It's an immature way. It's a, it's a broken way. It's a wounded way. And that's okay. We're all wounded. We've all been through things. But it's time to not act and react from those same wounds so that we don't keep going in this pattern, in this cycle, so we can start moving in a forward trajectory and not just around these same mountains again and again and again, right? I mean, some of us, we have mountains that we're so tired of going around these same mountains. So let's start to move forward. And the way forward is in. The way fast is at a dead stop and going inside. So now's the season, now's the time, counterfeit comforts for that. Hi, pastor, so glad you're here. We're having a good time. <laughs> All right, let me share a couple more things and then I wanna flow in the spirit. Yeah, we're just going with how the Lord's leading us. Oh, what's the tool? All right, let me show you one tool. I'm, I'm so into biblical tools um, because the Bible is not just a book of stories. It's actual practical tools. So when God started showing me how to change, it wasn't just, oh, just read the word. There were these things in the moment that you can do. 
You know, it's like we can come and hear a great service, but then what do I do in the moment as I'm walking through my life? What are my choice points? How do I choose faith over fear? How do I navigate all this in the moment? So uh, real quick, I'm going to give you just a nugget. And again, I really go deep in the book and take you through this. And I'm, I promise you, this is a life-changing tool. But what the Lord showed me as I was looking in the book of um, Proverbs, which is the book of wisdom, he showed me a theme. It was one of the first revelations I started to get in the word. And the theme he showed me was how many scriptures talk about your mouth. Over a hundred scriptures just in Proverbs talk about your mouth, your lips, and your tongue. And I thought, well, what do you mean? You're, you know, who cares what, what you say? I'm just going to read you a couple scriptures. One that we all know, 1821, Proverbs 1821, death and life are in the power of the tongue. We know that one. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Proverbs 13.3, he who guards his mouth preserves his life, but he who opens wide his lips shall have destruction. So I, I was thinking, well, God, what did, how does that relate to me? What do you mean guard your mouth? What are you guarding your mouth from? And we might think in our Christian world, oh, gossip or slander. But the Lord was showing me, oh, no, no, no. It's so much more powerful than that. So much more powerful. The natural person just speaks and thinks whatever. They think whatever goes through their mind. They speak whatever comes out of their mouth. But that's not what the supernatural person does. But we have a lot of natural people in the church, supernatural people, acting like natural people just thinking whatever, saying whatever. So when I started to read this, I did an in-depth study on the mouth and God started teaching me and saying, no, 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 no. He, he led me to uh, the scripture about when two or more agree, it is done for them. Now we know this, if you and I pray and we agree, it is done. But the Lord said, no, 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 there's a spiritual, there's a spiritual realm that you don't see. And you're agreeing with something all day long because the spirit realm works in thoughts and ideas and impressions. 2 Corinthians 10, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, coming against arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. What is an argument? Two people with a, a, a opposing views fighting to be right. All day long, we're in an argument. There's thoughts, there's ideas, there's impressions, and we don't realize how often we're coming into agreement with them and then speaking them. We're actually coming into agreement with spirits that aren't the right spirit. So what do I mean by that? What, what, is, what would that feel like? What would that sound like? Oh, how are you today? Oh, my, my back. I had this car accident four years ago, and now every time it rains, my, the shoulder and the doctors told me, you know, it's just never going to get any better. That's how we're coming into agreement with the enemy right there. How are you? Oh, I'm so tired. So tired. Oh, girl, I can't even eat that cookie without, look at that cookie. I mean, if I eat it, if I look at it, just looking at it, I gain five pounds. Oh, well, you know, I'm getting older. I mean, the mind's just going. It's like a sieve. I can't keep track of anything. Getting older, my eyesight, whew, you know, I can't, what? No. All day long, we're speaking things, and usually it's death because we're agreeing with the circumstances. So God started to show me one of the things I dealt with a lot was fear. And he said, this is what natural people do and a lot of my supernatural people that are acting natural. They have a thought or a feeling come to them. Oh my gosh, I'm not going to have money to pay the mortgage this month. <gasps> There's your thought. And then you grab onto it and you abide in it and you ruminate on it. I can't believe I'm not going to have money. Oh my God, what's going to happen? And you go, go, go and you spiral, spiral, spiral. And then it leads to a panic attack. And then it leads to a full-blown anxiety session because we don't realize that we've opened the door and we've ruminated and meditated and ruminated and meditated. By the way, we are all meditating all the time. 
We're all expert meditators, but most of us are meditating in the wrong spirit. Because you have to be very purposeful to meditate in the right spirit. Because naturally, you'll go to the other spirit to meditate, which is called worry. So natural, we're always turning things over in our mind, but we have to be purposeful about what we're turning over. So God said, you're dealing with fear, so you can go the normal route and go get meds or do any of that, and there's no condemnation if anyone's doing that, but I want you to know that there's, there's a place to actually get free. That's not freedom. That's dealing with the symptom and not the root. <laughs> no condemnation. Just want you to know that God came to set us free. So he started to show me with fear. I used to meditate in it. I used to ruminate in it. I used to accept it. And he said, no, let me teach you how to start speaking and coming into agreement. When two or more agree, it is done. Let me start to teach you how to come into agreement with my spirit. Well, wait a minute. The world says I have to see it. I have to feel it in order to believe it. He said, no, no, no. You have to speak it in order to believe it. (laughs) You can't wait till you see it. You have to speak it in order to see it. So you're waiting to see things in the natural, but you actually can birth these things and create these things in the natural by what you're speaking, what you're thinking. Ephesians 6, the armor of God, we all know this, but all the pieces of armor, have you ever thought of this? All the pieces of armor are protective and defensive except for one offensive piece. We have one offensive piece of armor and that's the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Now, some of you know this teaching. Some of you have been in the faith and this kind of movement for many, many years. Uh, So, you know, you might think, oh, I know all this. For some of you, this might be brand new and you're just eating this up. Look, I don't care how mature we are. We all need to hear this one again and again and again. And as I've grown in God, God challenges me to come higher in using the word and using my mouth to shift things. Now, is this name it and claim it? See how the enemy perverts everything? Am I just trying to use my mouth to get what I want? No, 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 no. But using our mouth, God gave us a creative force with our tongue. The Bible says we're made in his image and likeness, and he brought things out of darkness and into light by declaring it forth. So what are we declaring forth? Stuff we just feel like having? Like, I declare a Mercedes in the name of the Lord. You know, that's fine, but we can go so much higher than that. So I'm talking about declaring the promises that are already ours, but we have to learn how to appropriate. See, there's so much available to us, but it doesn't just get handed to us. So I was dealing with fear, and God said, I want you to use your sword. Most believers, a lot of believers don't even know they have a sword. Many believers, their sword is very dusty because of lack of use. So now we have to wield our sword. And just because we become a Christian, you have a sword, but mastery with the sword is up to you. Amen. Your pastor can't do it. I can't do it for you. Only we can, can wield our own sword. But I like to teach you how to wield your sword. So I like to get everyone like, Whoa! this is how you do it, ladies. Whoa! Whoa! So this is how I did it. When fear would come in, God would say, what does my scripture say about that? What's the truth? God has not given me a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. So he also taught me that fear is also a spirit. Now that's a whole nother teaching for another time, but we have to recognize that we have authority over the spirit realm. So I'd say, spirit of fear, get away from me. Get back. You shut up. Stop talking to me. And it's okay to talk like this when you're talking. Shut up. I'm not going to hear your foul, nasty words. I'm not going to believe anything you say. I don't care what you throw at me. I'm going to know what God says. Oh, your money, you're not going to have enough. My God shall supply all of my need according to his glory and riches by Christ Jesus. 
No one loves you. I don't care who leaves me. My, my, you know, if my father and mother forsake me, God will never leave me. He is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Nothing's gonna happen for you. You're not gonna get the money. Everyone's doing it. God has not given me a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. God has not given me a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. And I would say it and say it and say it and say it. And I remember saying it so many times that I heard the voice say, hi, crazy lady. Hi, crazy woman. You're just saying a sentence over and over. Do you think you're, that's doing anything? See, this is the spirit realm. There's all sorts of stuff talking. So if I didn't know better, I would be like, oh my gosh, I am crazy. This is cultish. This isn't even real. What is a sentence doing? But I started to have discernment. And no, that's the wrong voice. That's the voice of a stranger that I will not follow. Why would someone want to stop me speaking the Bible? Who would want to stop me from doing that? The enemy. Why? Because the word of God works and it goes forth out of my mouth and it shall not return void. So I said, devil, I don't care if I have to just keep saying it over and over. I'm going to be crazy until I start to see my circumstances line up. So I went through every area of my life with food. Uh, there's a scripture in John that says, I have food to eat of which you do not know. My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. And I would do it as if I was talking to a spirit. I don't see demonic spirits, but I would just pretend. And I would be like, when I wanted to go binge, I'd be like, I have food to eat of which you do not know. My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Get away from me. You're not going to steal my calling and my destiny over food. So what was I doing? I was doing what the Bible says is fight the good fight of faith. This is what it looks like in real life. Like, what does that look like? Fight the good fight of faith. This is what it looks like. It looks like you and me standing and fighting with our sword of the spirit and starting to get our territory back that the enemy has stolen. Because just because we become a believer, we don't get all of our territory handed back to us. I wish we did, but we don't. We have generational lines of stuff. We have all sorts of things that we have to reclaim back. How many times I've said, I have the mind of Christ. I'm being renewed in the spirit of my mind because my mind was a disaster area, right? <laughs> As Joyce Meyer says, the battlefield's in the mind. She knew what she was talking about. That's why it's one of the best-selling Christian books of all time. So this is one little nugget, one little nugget for you guys. We could go so deep into it. I could give you a hundred scriptures, but I just want to stir you up and get you excited because it's time for us to go to another level to be speaking the word. And I'll tell you, just, I'm going to just be vulnerable with you. Just a few days ago, God reminded me, you know, he'll show me little areas for me that I can just get caught up thinking about something. And the Lord was like, you're not speaking into this at all in the right way. He just reminded me because I'm at that time now where I'm starting to feel a couple little hormonal things. And I've been thinking, oh, my body's doing this. And I'm a little, oh, I don't like how my body's. And the Lord was like, hello. What are you doing? Are you just going to lay back and take it? Did you forget you're not under the system of this world, but you're acquiescing to, oh, well, this is a certain age and this is a certain time and this is what is happening and this is normal. And the Lord was like, get out from under that. And he just all of a sudden reminded me that you know, the Lord renews my youth. And I started speaking to my body and saying things to my body and commanding my body to line back up and realizing and speaking things out. I am not under natural time. Therefore, the way the, the body naturally does things under time, I'm not in that kingdom. I'm in a timeless kingdom. So I command my body to align with that. Do you hear what I'm saying? And the Lord had to remind me. I was sitting there thinking about it for days, and then I just wasn't using what I know how to do. So the Lord was like, take a stand for this territory. You're letting this territory slip away a little bit. Hold on to this territory and not just claim it, but claim it like turn back the clock because you can do that. You can, the Bible says he renews my youth like the eagles. 
So why can't I believe for supernatural things to be happening in my face that God can do it? If a doctor can do it, God can't do it? If injectables can do it, God can't do it? Why do I have to succumb to certain things happening in my body at a certain age? Why? I'm just going there. I'm going to another level in the spirit, right? So I'm right in there with y'all. There's, there's, there's constantly the Lord saying, take a stand, take a stand, because he has given us authority. We sang that in the worship song, but this is how we use that authority. We say, I stand in faith. This is what the word of God says. I've been dealing with my eyes too. My eyesight, my readers, eyes are starting to go. And years ago, I used to say all the time, just like Moses, my natural eyesight will not grow dim. But I let that go a little bit. Now the Lord's like, bring that back. Can God restore and bring you back to 2020? It's God of the impossible. He grows out limbs. He cannot, I mean, he can do this. So am I gonna just live in this little Christian world or am I gonna start to take my faith where I've never been and start seeing miracles in my own life to be a walking miracle, to be a walking word, a walking manifestation of the word? So I'm praying right now that the Holy Spirit be speaking to you of areas, maybe in your finances, maybe in your family, things that are going on, that the Lord wants you to take a stand and say, you know, why am I succumbing to this, this spirit of this age and the spirit of this world? I don't have to. I'm choosing to, but you don't have to. We don't have to. Ooh, so on that note, let's flow in the spirit for a minute. Let's stand up. We're gonna use our sword together. Here we go. So I'm going to speak. I'm going to just flow in the spirit. I don't know where we're going to go. I'm going to speak something and you repeat it. You might want to close your eyes just so you can connect with it a little bit more deeply and get out of this tangible realm. You don't have to if you don't want to. I just encourage you to, you know, to be bold, to be confident. Even if you don't feel it, you just fake it till you make it. You just speak with boldness. And we're going to, as a, as a body, just uh, use our swords and stand for some things right now in the spirit. <sighs> Say this, here I come. I'm coming higher. Here I come. Shaking the dust. Leaving the old. Behind me. I step out. Now literally do it. Step out. Step out. There you go. I step out. I step out of the old, of the limitations. I'm coming higher. Father, lead me. Engage me. I want more. I want a greater encounter. I know there are realms of freedom available to me. Teach me how to abide in that freedom. I want more. The Bible says where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. The Spirit of the Lord is here and now, right here, right now, in me, on me, through me. I release it now and I step in to freedom that I have not yet known. Freedom in my body freedom in my mind. I am free for whom the sun sets free is free indeed. I am free 
from the limitations of this world. I do not adhere or abide or agree with the spirit of this world. I am outside of the laws of this world. I am outside of time. Therefore, Lord, I step in to the youth that's being restored. Body, line up. You are young. You are strong. You are full of strength. You are full of life. I feel great. I feel full of power. I sleep great every night. Deep sleep. Deep, deep sleep. Devil, get off my sleep. Unclean spirits, go now. I plead the blood over my bedroom, over my bed. I declare it holy ground. Father, open my eyes while I sleep. Teach me how to engage in the spirit in my sleep that I would hear you, that you would lead me prophetically. More dreams, heavenly dreams. Unclean spirits, you cannot come in to my dream state. I draw the bloodline. You may not come in with stories or images. From this point forward, the water of the word and the spirit is washing over my mind, my heart, my bed, heavenly dreams, heavenly sleep. Here and now, I step out of the time clock of this realm. Okay, step out. There you go. Oh, I like that little heavenly tune that just came in. My youth is being renewed like the eagles. I am looking better, younger, more beautiful every day. I command my body to be heavenly. Body on earth as it is in heaven. Body on earth as it is in heaven. Take shape internally and externally right here on earth as it is in heaven. Every organ functioning in a heavenly way. My metabolism functioning to perfection. Every cell full of light, full of life, full of the Lord with the authority in Christ that I walk in. I command and demand that if any cell in my body has sickness or toxins, I now cut off that cell from its source. No sickness, no disease can live in me. None of the diseases 
none of the diseases, none of the diseases, none of the infirmity, none of the sickness that comes to those outside of your covenant shall ever, ever, ever take root in me. I draw the bloodline. Infirmity, cancer, Alzheimer's, dementia, arthritis, alcoholism, sickness, disease. I break you off of my bloodline. You may not come upon me or my children or my children's children. From this point forward, I am grafted in to the heavenly vine, divine, the heavenly vine, divine, healing, wholeness, life, wealth, prosperity in every way. I speak over my marriage or my future marriage. <laughs> I thank you, Lord, for your hand upon it. Healing, restoration, divine turnaround. Whew. I declare out of my mouth that the enemy cannot, will not separate what you have joined together and you have joined me with my husband. Therefore, nothing will separate us. Lord, cleanse my heart from anger, from resentment, from unforgiveness. I keep no record of wrongs. Thank you, Lord, for keeping no record of my wrongs because I've been wrong, but it's gone. Whew, slate's clean. Flood me forgiveness for myself, for my husband, for others. Cleanse me. I receive. All darkness that's taken root because of resentment, I'm pulling you up by the roots. No more. I cast my care. I give you these roots. Rip them up. Rip them up. Just rip them up and throw them. Create in me a clean heart. Father, open my eyes that I might see. Give me understanding in a greater realm. Open my ears that I might hear. Loose me from any hindrance. Break the shackles off of my eyes, off of my ears. I'm ready. Bring me up. Bring me higher, 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 freer. I receive your love for me. Let me feel it. Let me know it. Okay, breathe it in. Oh, let me just speak this over you. 
Beautiful, 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 fearfully and wonderfully made. Beautiful, beautiful, perfect in my sight. Perfect in my sight, fearfully and wonderfully made. No condemnation, let it wash off like water off a duck's back. No condemnation in Christ. You are in Christ, my beloved. Ooh, beautiful, 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 my beloved daughter in whom I am well pleased. Yes, you can. Yes, you are. I am with you. I am with you. I am with you. I am for you. No man can stop you. No one, no spirit can hinder you. For I am with you, my beloved daughter. It's me and you and you and me. It's me and you and you and me. It's me and you and you and me. Just me. Just you. Just us. Just me and you. You are special. You are special. My eye is always with you. My hand is always upon you, pulling you up, holding you close, embracing you. I know the hurts. I know what you've gone through. I'm here to wash you, to love you, to restore you. I'm here to run with you, to run your race. I'm your pace setter. On your mark, get set, go. Here we 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 go. I love you. I love you. I love you. I'm right here. Turn in. Turn in. Turn in. Turn into me. Turn into me. I'm right here. I'm right here. Whew, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, my God. It's so supernatural. It's so supernatural, Lord. It's so supernatural, God. You're so beautiful. Woo! Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Ooh, thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you that this work is sealed in the spirit. It's sealed in the heavenlies. It's sealed in our mind. It's sealed in our hearts. Thank you, God, that what is planted, what was imparted today will never be taken. Thank you, Father, for new realms, new realms for all of these ladies. Thank you, Lord, that we're all carriers and we're just uh, releasing a sweet fragrance and a sweet aroma everywhere we go, that out of our mouths will come sweet aroma, sweet fragrance, that our presence, that out of our pores, is a sweet aroma Whew, that's just filling and, uh, and, and affecting and infecting in a good way everywhere we tread, everywhere we go. Lord, thank you for the work you've done today. I honor you, Lord. I honor you, Holy Spirit. Thank you for these beautiful women. I thank you that they go forth in so much joy and in so much rest and in so much expectation about what you have for them. We thank you and praise you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen, amen. All right, have a seat. I'm going to say one more thing and then we'll, I'll pass it back over. How does that feel? Isn't that incredible? So you have that, you have access to that all the time. You can preach yourself happy. So I love resources and I really encourage you because, uh, you know, the Bible says in Romans that, um, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind. And one of the ways we renew is by replacing, which is what we just did. We replace. But another definition of renew is repetition. So this is the kind of stuff we have to be taking into our eye gates, taking into our ear gates, and, and doing it regularly. Because even though today was so powerful, we'll retain only a little bit unless we keep marinating in this. So I encourage you, counterfeit comforts. On just a different note, I also have the DVD of the movie. If you haven't seen the movie, 
get the DVD. If you have seen it, get it anyway. Get a few copies because it's such a great calling card for this time and season to give to people, to invite people over to your house. So get the DVD. It's powerful. God has his hand on this issue right now. It's all about life and life more abundant, right? It's about actual life, babies, and then I like to come in with the life, life more abundant side. So how we can have life and then really live life to the fullest. So I believe in resources. I also want to give you guys some gifts. I have two teachings. These are two of my most popular teachings. I used to sell them, but now I feel God wants me to sew them. So one is called Tools for Transformation. It's a little bit of my testimony like we did today, and it's some of these tools, how to take thoughts captive, how to speak the word. So this is yours. You can um, share it with people. It's a download, um, and I'll tell you how to get it in a second. The second one is called Speak Life. This is what we just did. It's not even really a teaching. It's about 30 minutes of what we just did. It's speaking the word over your health, over your finances, over your family, over your relationships, over your walk with God. It's powerful because there's an anointing on the word. So while you're learning how to do this, for some of you, pop this in. You know, Listen to it on your phone. Listen to it in your car. While you're going to work, you can be hitting areas and learning how to stir yourself up and to use your sword of the Spirit. It's, it's incredible. So these two I used to sell. I'm giving them to you as a gift. This is how you get it. I don't know if we have reception in here, but to put up the text thing for me. So you just text my name, Robia, to that number, 66866. So either jot that down or put it in your phone right now. You put in your email, and right away you'll get a response email, and you'll get those too, and you can download them, save them to your computer, save them to your phone. You can share them with friends. You're free to do that. If for some reason you type it in and you don't get an email, check your spam because it automatically comes to you. If there's a problem and for some reason you just don't get it, then email me at, uh, if you just Google Robia, you'll find me. My website comes up. My email comes up. Robia at Robia Scott. I'll make sure you get it. So you text the name Robia. Make sure it doesn't autocorrect to Robelia or Robina or anything crazy. 66866. Put in your email. And then you'll also be on my email list. And I'll share with you updates about what Unplanned is doing. By the way, Unplanned is doing amazing things. And thank you to this church that um, did all the buyouts and everything. But Unplanned is going international right now and uh, touching people all over the world. So it's pretty exciting what's happening with the movie. And the DVD just came out last week, and it's number one on Amazon. The number one selling DVD out of all the DVDs, not Faith or Christian, number one DVD on Amazon, Unplanned. How cool is that? I love it. And can you see how even this message we did today is so great for women and men that have had the abortion issue because we need to know how to let all those, that guilt and uh, trauma from the past out and get healing. So it's such a great combination, the DVD and counterfeit comforts. It, it's, it, it, it exposes the truth and then ushers people into healing and freedom. All right, ladies. Well, I had an incredible time with you. This was awesome. I'd love to stay connected. I'll be out there so we can chat. I'll sign your books and DVDs. And then I will be here tomorrow at the church as well, for those of you that this is your home church. And pastor's going to be interviewing me for the TV show. And we'll just see what God wants to do tomorrow. All right. God bless.